Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. How are you? I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to episode 34. Wow, that's crazy. Of Let's Be Clear. Um, I'm so glad, so glad that you are here. And I am also so glad for this warmer weather that is headed our way. Um, I'm not sure where you live if that's not your story. I'm sorry. Um, but the season's changing. It's just always encouraging because I think especially in light of where we have all been, it's just nice to be reminded that God brings order and change and transformation, right? Um, even when things feel like they are stagnant. So anyway, I hope you're having a great day. Um, last week, we talked about the word movement. And if you're catching this, if you swiped up on my Instagram stories and you started listening to this podcast and you're like, where did she get the word movement? What what are we talking about? So every week we do a, um, we deep dive into a word based on the focus devotional. And we've just been walking through each word every week. But if you just started listening and you want to go back and you just got the devotional and you're starting with diligence, that's great. You can go back and listen to that. They're always relevant, which is the beauty of podcast, right? Or you can jump in with us this week. I would love that. Um, I think it'll be relevant for you, and I'm excited about this week. So last week, we talked about the word movement, and um, did you guys get out and move? I hope so. I hope that you took a walk. I hope that you moved um, a step closer towards your dream. I hope that you released something that so you could take that step that you've been holding back on, whatever it was for you, I hope that you found the courage and the encouragement um, to do that and to remember and trust God, right? Because he is so trustworthy. So anyway, before we dig into this week's word, um, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, we are going to refocus. You ready? Ready to take a deep breath? I know I am. Okay. F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. (sighs) Doesn't it feel good? If you need to take another one, you can pause me and take a few deep breaths. Stretch a little bit, move your arms. Um, Look, these podcasts are supposed to be life-giving. So whatever it is for you, that helps you take this in, I hope you can do that. Maybe one of my friends tagged me in a story and she was outside sitting in the sunshine, getting some vitamin D, listening to the podcast, had her journal, and was just relaxing and just remembering and allowing herself some time for reflection, which sometimes sounds luxurious, but it's so necessary. So anyway, I just hope that you carve out some time or if this finds you in the middle of a busy day, I'm glad, so glad that you're here. So this week we are talking about the word rooted. Okay, that is a strong word. It's a deep word and that's exactly what it means, right? The title of this podcast is Deeper Not Wider. 
Because I think really, if we can challenge ourselves to go deeper this year, to go deeper this week, to go deeper today, we will never regret it. Deeper roots provide a rich life. Um, And I say this every week, but English is cool. Like it sounds, the word sounds like what it is. You know, I... I actually love Brussels sprouts and rooty vegetables, and I just, it makes me laugh because I think these words sound like what they are. They sound like they grow in the ground, and rooted sounds like it is just this unearthing, right? It's this deep well, um, and that it is surrounded, and so when I think about what it means to be rooted, I always think about a tree, and you know those trees where you think, sheesh like how long has that thing been there I think that really y'all should be the legacy that we try to create right like dang how long has she been walking with Jesus or has he been walking with Jesus she or he is rooted like what a legacy how awesome would it be If that's what people exclaimed after being around you, after talking to you, after receiving a text message from you, after just, I mean, Jesus is magnetic. He's contagious. And when we are rooted deeply in him, our faith is seen, right? We don't have to be loud for our faith to be loud when we are rooted. Um, Colossians 2, 6 through 7 is a scripture that... um, I, it's it's so strong, but it ends with, it says, Walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And this whole um, podcast is just going to be really based on this. What does it mean to be established in the faith? What does it mean to be built up in Jesus? What does it mean to abound in thanksgiving? What does it mean to be rooted? So let me begin with this. Where are your roots? Like what, think about it for you. You know, I want you to pause. I want you to take it personally. I want you to apply it. Where are your roots? What makes you feel safe and seen? And some places that I think, um, you know, we can always say, Jesus, my faith, I, that, that's, that, that is where I want to be rooted. And yes, but I think that there are some other places that we need to go ahead and highlight that I think are very easy for us to place our roots in or where we find our confidence and where we tend to establish ourselves. That can be really tricky and that can be dangerous, right? That can make us like those trees where when a storm hits, it's not always stable, right? We don't really know if it, how much damage it's going to cause. Um, and some places that I think our, you know, our roots can tend to be are in the affirmation of others or in popularity. I think it's crazy how easily we tend to put our security and therefore our identity in these places, um, in our work, like in whatever we put our hands to. I don't even mean that you have to go to an office every day or collect a paycheck, but whatever we tend to put our hands to, whatever we produce, um, which means we can get rooted in what we contribute instead of the contribution Jesus has already made to and for us, right? Finances. I mean, this is an easy one. The older I get, I feel like this is one that it's almost like we tell ourselves 
the more we root ourselves in financial security, the more responsible and aware we are because, well, you have to have money to live. And the more money that you have, the more opportunities you can go after, right? And it just feels like it equals security. And this triggers our tendency to think that we'll find it once we have this certain number in our bank account um, or once we can reach this level in our lives, right? And I think it's just such a false place to put to to put our security to to root ourselves in the problem with this is and i and i speak from experience here um and i think we all do no matter what we tell ourselves is that we have this level where we think well once i get to this place and i think you know when we have these goals if we're still in motion of going after them then we haven't hit the point um, and it often takes, you know, some time and some longevity and some some uh, t- tilling or dealing with the land and like actually showing up in our career before we reach this level. And we think, okay, once I get to that place, then I will feel rooted where I am. Um, and so we have this kind of like this glimmer ahead, right? But it's an illusion. And so I just really wanted to mention a couple of these. And there's so many different ways and places that we can root ourselves um, that that we tend to glamorize or not realize how much stock we're putting in these places until we land on our tail and we cannot, so they don't sustain us, right? They do not support or provide stability for us in our lives. And I mentioned the tree at the beginning um, being a strong metaphor because scripture itself says it, like all throughout the Bible, it talks about it. And in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, it's one of my favorite scriptures, and I wanted to kick off with this because, well, it's just a perfect example, so I'll just read it. It's, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord, for he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by stream and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. You know, I think all of us read that and think, yes, Lord, like that's what I want for my life. But when we break it down, what does this require? You know, it's one thing to say we won't fear, but it says it it will not fear when the heat comes. It will not be anxious in a year of drought. You guys, I think we just had 2020, which for a lot of us felt like a desert, like a wilderness, like we were thirsty the whole year. And this scripture says, that when we are rooted in Jesus, that our trust is in him, our confidence rests in him, that we are rooted so deeply that even when there's a drought, we are not anxious about what will be produced. We are not anxious that the harvest will not come. We, will, we are not anxious that we won't have enough. What does that mean in our lives? How do we become rooted and what does it require? Well, first, I wanted to kick off with this point is I think being rooted requires first requires us to be hungry. In other words, if we aren't if we are going to be deeply planted in God, we are going to have to be hungry for the nutrients that he provides and thirsty for the living water. Like if we want deep roots, then we have to decide. No, we have to commit. Not just decide. We have to commit to planting ourselves in our faith. But you see what's cool about this is the more that we hunger for God, the more he fortifies our souls, he fuels our faith, and he fills our lives 
with good things. Let's think think about like hunger in a very literal sense, okay? When we are hungry, we eat. And when we eat, we realize what satisfies us. But if we don't ever get hungry, we won't show up to the table and realize the feast that our Heavenly Father has prepared for us. And let me say this. This is just like a side note. I think sometimes people hear this and go, yes, but they're like, honestly, if I'm being totally transparent with you, Clear, I am struggling to find the hunger and cultivate the desire to want to be rooted. I want I want to have that relationship with God, but I am struggling to be hungry for it. Like I'm hungry for a lot of other things. But what I've seen in my own life is we can bring that to him. Y'all, there's nobody who wants this desire for us more than the one who fulfills it. God will help us. And as we pray and we yearn for that desire, he builds it up in us. He cultivates this heart of desire. Matthew 5, 6 says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. He really, like he, when it says he blesses those who hunger, God wants us to show up and extend our hands and be at the table and say, God, what do you have for me? So we ha- in order to be rooted, we have to first be hungry. The second point is that being rooted becomes possible as we plant ourselves in the identity he has spoken over us. When I think about being rooted, it really is just being that, it's being anchored. And I immediately, when I started thinking about this, um, this word, I had a, a few people come to my mind and what I noticed about why I feel like they are just so rooted in their faith and in Jesus and who God says that they are, um, is I think about the conversations I have with them and how they're okay with disagreeing and confrontation because they aren't looking for affirmation, right? They are, um, they live in a, a manner of gratitude because they are fully aware of the grace that's been extended to them. They are planted by the water, right? Which means that they have definitely had droughts and there has been storms and there have been seasons where the harvest may have felt distant, but they stayed true to showing up and praising God and continuing with their lives and not feeling like they had to white knuckle to prevent what might be coming. Um, so maybe ask yourself, like, do you know someone in your life or can you think of a few people who have been examples to you or or in your mind what you believe it looks like to be rooted what do they exemplify what do they do how do they live what do they practice um and I say that just because as we talk about this identity that God's spoken over us I think it's really helpful when we can have people to look at and and they're relatable and in the flesh and we can say I remember when she or he lived this out I remember seeing that and I saw the results of living in that God-given identity um and let me ask you this do you think you water okay do you think you water like show up and and water certain thought patterns every day or no like do you do you recognize that as something that happens for me and I'll I'll break this down I realized a major hang-up and handicap on my own spiritual growth was that I was struggling to believe God's truth for my life, right? 
and honestly, with what I do, that can be really easy to, to be in the language of faith, but to not be believing it personally. But knowledge without belief is empty. Knowledge with belief is life-changing. And we are always watering what we believe. So if we don't like what's growing, we need to change what we are watering. Does that make sense? I think a lot of times we get so focused on the topical, like what we can see, and we don't realize that, man, we can't water those same roots and keep that same root system and expect a different plant. Like we can't, that's not how it works, right? We have to be willing to rip up what's necessary so that something else can be planted. So let's take inventory. What is growing in your garden, in your pasture, on your farm, whatever you want to say? What is growing? What thought patterns, what habits, what tendencies have deep roots in our lives? And are they beneficial to you? Are they pleasing to your father? I think sometimes in order to establish deep roots, we must first rip out the weeds, like I was saying, that are stealing the nutrients and crowding our garden. Y'all, this is a really scary process. And this is way easier to, to talk about than to do. Um... It's so much easier to talk about ripping out weeds, right, than to truly surrender and to put action to it, especially when those weeds have provided comfort, temporary security, affirmation, food for our ego, or fed our pride, or it's just been shade so that we feel like we can stay hidden. I think being rooted in our new identity requires us to receive healing from the strongholds of our old one. Right, I think a lot of times we think that God is really focused on what we can cultivate. And I think he's going, hey, I'm, my focus is who I'm cultivating. I am not, I can, I can make something grow in, a mo- in just a moment's time, right? He can have a harvest all of a sudden. He could do all of this without us. But what he is focused on and concerned about is what's happening on the inside of us. It's the root systems of our hearts. And so as we want to step in this God-given identity, we have to realize what's crowding space. Um, We can't just like stick a nameplate on something and expect it to stick, right? We have to do the hard work, the digging of the dirt, and endure the process and the time that healing requires. Um, You know, for me, and this is a very personal example, and I know I've talked about it many times. It's a part of my story, but a big thought process in my head was related to um, just insecurity, confidence, body image, just skin, you name it. I mean, just tearing myself apart and really just like criticism of um, to where it would be very debilitating for me and affecting my work and my relationships and just all of that. And I realized now where I'm at in my life that, you know, there's still some, some weeds that Honestly, I felt like, well, they've become part of the picture. They're part of my garden, and they've been there, and I don't want to have to rip them out because I'm scared, and what if I can't sustain what God wants me to plant there? And I don't know. I'm just used to them, and really God's been working on this so much with me because he's like, hey, look, we have to sing a new song in this area. And it's not okay, clear, for you to just believe and tell other people that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that that they have gifts that need to be used and that they get to be vulnerable and they get to be transparent and they are still accepted and known and, and loved for that and enough 
right? Because I'm their covering. You have to believe that for you. And so for a long time, I just was like, well, it's just not going to be part of my life song, right? To just believe that I'm beautiful or I'm these things. And, and God's really been saying, no, 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 that, that's something I definitely want in your garden. We're going to have to rip some stuff up. So I don't know what it is for you. Um, I know that it's worth it. I know that that's what God wants for you. I know that anytime God calls us to rip something out, it's because what he's going to redeem, restore in that space. Oh my gosh. It's just worth every bit of healing and time and hardship and endurance that it requires. So um, 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I think this scripture reminds us, y'all, that God desires for us to praise him loud and clear about the way that he's showing up in our lives, to, sh- to, to be able to see him at work and to be excited about what he's doing. And when we allow these roots and these things to, to grow and they cause us anxiety and they steal our joy and they don't allow us to tend to the exciting things that he has for us. So anyway, um, kind of went off on a side note there but I think it's important you know I want you to think about what it is for you like what what do you feel like is not allowing you to really root yourself in in your God-given identity Um, because that changes everything right and then reveals what we believe about God so what are you struggling to believe about your maker that is affecting how you see you Um, my next point is being rooted removes our expectations from the creation I love this one and places them on the creator okay being rooted removes our expectations from the creation really hard and places them on the creator the one who can handle it right when we are rooted we understand that there's only so much the world and its people can do for us there's only so much that they can strengthen us or fulfill us and when we when we're rooted we stop taking our bucket to the water spigot right hoping we'll get enough drops to fill it No, no, no. When we're rooted, we're like, whoa, no, I have access to the well. That's where I'm going. Or with our garden, like to the water hose, right? We know that it quickly and fully and and absolutely, completely and abundantly refills and refills and refills. And it never runs out and it never loses steam. And it never judges us for how much we need or how many times we're coming back. That's the beauty of the well. It's just so delighted we're there again. Placing our expectations on the Creator rather than the created, offers us the freedom. I want you to hear this, okay? If you started to tune me out or you're walking your dog and your dog's going crazy or you're texting while you're listening, stop for a minute. I think this is important. Placing our expectations on the creator rather than the created offers us the freedom to grow alongside others without depending on them for what we need. Y'all, it is so human to look at our relationships, to look at our career, at our marriage, at our dreams, our goals, anything, and go either you are the reason why I haven't blossomed to be where I'm supposed to be, or I need you, or I need this to be able to cultivate growth. And yes, community is so important, and God has given us resources, and we are where we are for a reason. I'm not saying to not take advantage of those things. But what we really have to understand is what it means to grow our roots deep in the soil of God's love. That there's such a deep trust that accompanies it. And with trust comes freedom and joy. 
Like when we enter a friendship and we don't expect that person to give us affirmation or we don't expect that person to give us our joy. Or when we, we enter and we go to lunch and we meet them for lunch, we're not expecting them to fill our cup. We come and we're filled. Anything else is extra and it strips the pressure. Our relationships cannot handle that kind of pressure that only God can provide, right? Or sustain. How much more fulfilling and enjoyable would our relationships be for us and the person we're in relationship with if we strip the expectations and we entered them from a place of fulfillment that we've already received from God? I don't mean that, let me also, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I want to clarify, I don't mean that we don't desire to cultivate intimate and intentional intentional relationships. I don't mean that we don't um, have boundaries for our relationships. I don't mean that we don't have expectations as far as in our marriage because expectations reveal hope, right? I don't mean that we enter relationships without hope, um, with this disappointed or pessimistic view. But what I mean is, is that when we enter them, we have already gone to the well, right? We've already sat with Jesus. We already know Look, my creator has already filled my cup. So I'm not coming to you empty expecting you to do his job. That is where I think it's dangerous. Our peace, our joy, our growth, our hope, our trust, it's not dependent on anyone but the creator of heaven and earth. And once we can get that, y'all, it gives us such a freedom in our relationships with others that allows us to not operate from this place of dependency and operate from a place of enjoyment. And I think that is really, really crucial. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, um, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. To a thousand generations, y'all, that's our God. That's who we get to be rooted in. Why in the world? Would we place our trust or our peace in anyone else but him? Like he, that that's where I'm trying to put all my eggs in his basket, right? He can handle it. And my last point on this is that being rooted forces us to remember that growth is a process, but that we can trust the timing, provision, and faithfulness of our father. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. Um, even in thinking about this point and I've said this before I do not like the term or it's hard the term process is hard for me I like to use it I like to say it I think it's true but walking it out and knowing that and having to digest it is sometimes a hard pill to swallow um and journey you know because you're thinking man I'm just I just want to be there right like are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet because usually when we are talking about these journeys or, or we're in conversation, right, about that things are a process, it's usually we're talking about them when we're really desiring a result um, or we're eager to arrive somewhere or we're yearning to have a different view, right? If you don't care, like if you're in the car just for fun and you don't care when you arrive, chances are you're not going to be obsessed with asking, are we there yet? But for the most part, if we're intentional and we have purpose in where we're going, we're, we, we want to be where we're, where we're going, right? I mean, the destination, but what we have to realize is that when we're rooted, it allows us to enjoy every step along the way and to know that true growth takes time. Like I've seen it in my business so often too, and it's something that I have to remind myself of over and over, especially if I hop on Instagram and I'm like, man, I just want 
Good morning, America, to buy my or use my scripture cards or talk about it or something. Like, come on, give me a break. And you know, you want that. Um, the slow growth, though, is the rich. It's the worth it. It requires our effort and our hard work, and it teaches us and refines us, and it makes us to where the thing we're talking about, we have to actually believe, right? Um, when our trust partners with God's faithfulness, growth is inevitable. When our trust partners with God's faithfulness, growth is inevitable. He will do his job. We just have to put our trust in him. And also, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, our Heavenly Father, y'all, he's way more concerned with the conditions of our hearts and the placement of where we're putting our peace than he is with us achieving a milestone or reaching a goal or going anywhere. Why? Why Why is that? Because he knows that ultimately, okay, at the end of the day, everything else stripped away, our hearts desire to be fulfilled. And though attaining things does feel good, it's the process of learning that he's trustworthy and walking each step with him that brings us the joy. It solidifies the peace and establishes the hope of our lives. And he's not going to compromise that. He loves us way too much, way too much. Psalm 33, 20 through 22 says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. He is our help and our shield, y'all. We are glad because we trust in his holy name. The wait is always worth it. And as we wait, we get to lean in. We get to learn his heart. And we just get to see, man, he's exactly who he says he is. So can I ask you, kind of closing up, do you feel rooted? We already know, right, Scripture tells us, and we've talked about it, that the wind will come. And the storms are not a possibility, are not not a possibility in this broken world. Like, they are absolute. So where does that leave you? Where does that leave me? Do you worry that your joy will flee and that your hope will feel distant the minute that you don't get what you want? Or that your timing feels off? Or that things don't go as scheduled? Y'all, convenient faith is no faith at all. That's called common sense. That's called logic, right? To believe that something's going to happen with A plus B equals C. Rooted faith, the kind of faith you and I long for, is the kind of faith that doesn't fear the drought because it has seen time and time again that the well does not run dry. Ever. I don't know about you, but as somebody who often forgets and takes her bucket to the water spigot or somewhere and tries to get drop by drop by drop and then cries out and the Lord says hey clear you want to meet me at the well I think I think that's I think that's might be what you need maybe a little bit of a rest break maybe a snack maybe a nap let me help you let me refuel you remember to be rooted in me and then you and I we can handle all this stuff together so every week in the devotional, um, there is a focus tip. And so this week's is this. Before responding in anger or sarcasm or spite, think of or whisper the word rooted and stand firm, remembering that your response to that person or situation has more to do with you being rooted in Christ than it does with the situation at hand. In other words, 
Okay, what all this boils down to is recognize the little opportunities to reveal your roots. Every action, every response, every prayer, every thought we have answers the question, where do you find life? What are your roots linked to? So then it's a question that we could all stand to evaluate, right? And to be honest about and to see where we're at. And if it's giving us life or if it's sucking us dry. Um, We're going to end with the Monday prayer. If it's Wednesday when you're listening, if it's Saturday, whatever it is, just like take Monday and substitute it with that day of the week. I mean, I read this. This is meant to be for the entire week that we just really concentrate Um, on what this says and let it just wash over our souls so whenever you're reading I believe it'll be relevant Um, and you can close your eyes if not no worries hey Jesus thank you for the gift of another Monday the gift of being loved by you is made obvious with every new day all the possibilities you provide and the hope that you give thank you for this week that stretches before me you have seen every place that I'll step So I don't have to be afraid. Will you help me desire a deeper relationship with you above any and all else? I want my life to be rooted in you. Grow my faith and strengthen my resolve so that when the storms come, I do not waver in my belief or doubt your goodness. But when I do, Father, your grace covers it. Help me accept that. Spark in me such a hunger to know you, to read your word, and to just sit in your presence. It is where I find satisfaction and joy. Thank you for calling my attention to the weeds and empowering me to rip them out. Will you help me nourish what can stay? A heart that is rooted in the constant love of my Father. That is what I want more than anything. That is how I find my home. In the unwavering, flourishing, and fruitful name of Jesus, amen. (sighs) Another deep breath. Doesn't that just, it always encourages me. So thank y'all for letting me read it, if nothing else. Um, But I'm so glad that you joined us for this week's podcast. And if it did encourage you, would you do me a favor? Would you share it to your stories? Tag me if you can. Um... It means so much to me. And y'all reading your reviews, I know I say this, but wow, it's just, you know, these are, I'm I'm here by myself recording this. So it makes me feel like you're here and that we get to really dig in together. And I'm just learning the power of community in these really unique ways. And I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. So I hope it encouraged you. Um, And I'm just really challenging you to rip out whatever weeds are crowding and stealing the nutrition, taking up room. And to evaluate where are your roots and to go to the well to remember that when we're rooted in Jesus and we have a rooted faith that we can handle whatever storm can come, right? Because we don't fear the drought. We aren't anxious. Our peace is in God and um, that leads to a really rich and abundant life. So I hope you guys have a great week. I'm so grateful for you and know that you are loved and seen by your Heavenly Father.